0: Recording for one last time in 2016, welcome to Hand of... Episode 246 of Hand of Pod, which will be the last episode of Hand of Pod this year. <coughs> Just thought I'd let that hang there for a second, <laughs> It's panic uh, I'm Sam Kelly, and I'm joined for this very special recording, the latest we've ever recorded in the year, I think, given that we have the uh, one week delay to the season, and that it normally finishes significantly earlier for summer than it has this year. Um, I'm joined this week by Andres Bruckner. Hello, how are you? Very well, Andres, how are you? And by English Dan. Dan, welcome back.
1: Hello and welcome. And thank you for welcoming me.
0: Always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I will go through the results, shall I, from last weekend in the Primera División. Uh, First of all, in fact, not a Primera División result, but one that's happened since we last recorded. Um, Last Thursday, as you will no doubt be aware, was the Copa Argentina final. And if you didn't watch it, because the Copa Argentina is a silly competition... Uh, then you missed out it is a silly competition but you missed out anyway uh, because it was a cracking match and it finished River Plate 4 Rosario Central 3 we will talk a little bit about that in a short while no doubt Uh, but in the league over the weekend the following results have happened Huracán 1 Tasheres de Córdoba 0 probably registers as a shock result really Uh, Godoy Cruz 0 Gimnasia La Plata 3 Estudiantes de La Plata 1 Defensa Justicia 2 Sarmiento nil Aldo Civi 2 Union One Racing nil Atletico de Rafaela 3 I missed that one how did they score 3 But Fernando nil Independiente nil Banfield 1 Belgrano nil Rosario Central 2 Lanus 2 San Lorenzo 2 Arsenal de Sarandi 2 Salsfield 1 Boca Juniors 4 Colon 1 Newell's Old Boys, I hope you're sitting down for this one, 6, San Martin de San Juan one, Olimpo one, River Plate 2, Quilmes one, Tempele nil, and Tigre nil, Atletico Tucumán nil to end the year 2016 in the Primera División. Um, Sunday had a lot of goals. In fact, Newell's win over San Martin was the joint heaviest defeat in San Martin's history, equaling um, a 5-0 defeat that they suffered against Atlanta Done. There we go. Uh, back in the 1970
1: Metropolitano I think it was and also uh, equaling one of their most famous wins but in the other way around indeed yes against, against Boca Boca six years one. ago which uh, was very fun a few years ago in fact 2012 I believe 2012 or 2013 Yeah. Oh, good grief. so I remember I was heading to um, to a Racing San Lorenzo in in back Flores, mm-hmm. and someone had it over the radio. Yeah. So like six one, and we all pissed ourselves with laughter because it was very fun. Well, and right. then we went and beat St. Lawrence, I believe, four one away from home. So that was a that was a good day. Something Congratulations on it. Thank something you. crazy
2: happened on that match. Apart from the match itself, which is which was crazy <laughs> uh, because of the of the number of goals that, and I think uh, Luis Vazquez. Uh, often, listener of will have been. I think he has have, must have been touched because of the uh, something that happened uh, during the match, which was Diego Mateo retiring, uh, not uh, okay. telling anyone that he will be, he will retire after the uh, halftime of the match. Six uh, uh, to say it properly, six or seven minutes after the second half started, but he scored the goal at the five minute. Okay. yeah second half. and at uh, the sixth he he was uh, replaced and retired
0: uh, matteo scored something like ten goals in the whole of his career in which he played well over four hundred matches mm. um, and managed to score one of those goals in his very last appearance which
2: yes it's it was like uh, if he had would have been written in a script uh, would have mm. been, yeah been uh, uh, something to believe, but no, it wasn't uh, written anywhere. Anywhere, it was like that. He he asked Osella to to replace him because he said, "This is it. I I think the, the, my career has come to an end. And and please replace me when it's six, seven minutes or well, five minutes uh, during the second half. He scored the goal and uh, a header that I think it was." the five or the 6th goal of News, I don't remember now the number it was I'm sorry uh, I've not got the score up anymore um, and after that Osella. it was the 4th fourth. the 4th
0: fourth.
1: Yeah. he says romance is dead in football eh? yes.
0: absolutely and apparently as Dan uh, as Andres quite rightly says uh, yeah, he didn't even tell Diego Osella that he was going to be retiring because he didn't want it to let it affect Osella's tactics or selection for the game well there you go um, what a pro. What a we've, day. we've had a fair few farewells we in have. Argentina this weekend um, because we had a, a rather emotional game at La Bombonera so we might as well jump into the, the normal Big Five treatment that we um, let's begin each podcast with um, in which Carlos Tevez may or may not have been given an emotional farewell from La
1: Bombonera. He definitely did get an emotional something. It was more of an emotional please don't go, please don't go, but it could probably count as a farewell as well Absolutely. because it, everything looks like he's going to be leaving.
0: Guillermo Barros said after the game that he had subbed Tevez off in order to get the crowd to give him the ovation and to try and convince Tevez to stay. Um, obviously everybody you know, in Argentine clubs um, is realistic when it comes to this kind of thing and so I don't think anybody's really expecting him to stay. Mm. Um, and certainly if uh, one or two of my... Um, The emails that I've had from from one of my editors uh, in China in the last few days is anything to go by. The word out of China seems very much that he is going Mm -hmm. to sign, but we don't have anything confirmed yet. Telis has said he's not going to say anything until after his honeymoon. He's getting married in Uruguay later this week, I think, isn't he? Yeah,
2: in Colonia, yeah. And sorry, but talking about the the, the supporters (coughs) asking him to stay and that, there were some particular uh, supporters uh, that were shown on Paso Paso, this the, the sports show, and some of them, well, there was there was one particular uh, supporter that said, yes, he, he will go to Japan, Japan, he said Japan, and uh, he will come back and it's okay, and mm. another one said, come on Carlitos, you can you must stay here because in, in China there is no tango to go and dance, which is, well, it's, it's a, a compelling argument, oh, I must say, it's a, it's a, a very a compelling between, argument, yes, tango and, and cumbia, which is, rhythm here in Argentina sure. uh, and so uh, there were some of them that we were particular mm-hmm. and, and I think that Carlos will think about that and will
1: ah, definitely. make his mind yeah. 40 million euros a year against Trapidango yeah. it, it up <laughs> my side absolutely but what was that 4-1 to Boca right
0: it was 4-1 to yeah. Boca. with a sport, goal from Tevez, yeah. Um mm-hmm. after half an hour and was just as it was the previous week in the Super Classico. it was, was excellent Um, Mm. He set up at least one of Ricardo Centurion's two as well, I think, didn't he? I didn't see... Uh, Ricky Centurion opened the scoring after nine minutes and then got another one after an hour. Um, And Christian Pavon, who also might have played his last game for Boca Juniors, at least Mm. of this spell, um, also scored with 12 minutes to go. (coughs) Nobody was giving Pavon an emotional farewell because, well, they don't care about that as much as they do Tevez leaving.
1: Well, logically. But I think they should... Warm up to uh, one for a bit because he's a little bit um, erratic, as a lot of young forwards tend to be, but he needs to work on his decision making. But definitely, in terms of talent, he's one of the best he, he young, re- young forwards around.
2: He renewed his contract recently, and <coughs> I think the release clause must be uh, must be high
0: because of that. It's it's $18 million, yes. and apparently. But they have the whole contract, or is it shared with Tacheres? That's something I'm not sure about, but apparently, I have the Paris, Tacheres have some. some Saint Germain are um, disposed to buy out that clause. Um, this was something that was uh, at least the Tato Aguilera, the TSA Sports Boca correspondent. Um, a reliable man days ago.
1: You know, A trusted man Indeed yeah, Someone,
2: who, someone <laughs> yeah. when uh, Some supporters Were yeah. leaving in Said that it was Because of
0: the traffic mm. In the area So yes He's <laughs> Yeah He's he, he shops near here yeah. He's Obviously never been he a, a, a smoke club. seller I've uh, But um, never accuse him of that No indeed But yeah <laughs> He has some connections And um, Yeah
1: of course He goes to the club At and least he, went, he stands Outside the gates yeah. Every day So someone He might not even
0: and it wouldn't exactly be a surprise uh, if Pabon were to move during this no. summer transfer window. I think that that is arguably um, more of a worry for Boca than it would be if Tevez were to go. Not that Tevez hasn't been superb, but... Um, mm, well, you I know. can see
1: for Tevez, is, it might seem a bit outlandish, but a year in China, because it appears that this link's going to be for the year, mm. come back to Boca in 2018, where it looks as though they're going to be playing their Libertadores, and finish his career there. It's kind of a year off because, he, you know, to kind of get away from the grind of the Primera División and a year and do that. And then, you know, what have a year, have a fun year in China, and then he'll come back for the Lovatoris. The thing That's is, what will Nishirma do uh, if Tevez and Pavón both leave? Li- because... <coughs> it's not. still got Wotobol, what, what it's still got Benedetti, Benedetto. they've got Benedetto. Benedetti is the Uruguayan writer. This is true. Benedetto. Yes. Uh, the other young Tasheri's lad. Ah, no, and Solis. Nazaren Solis mm. uh, Centurion so. there was smoke Enough, some
2: rumours which are smoke of course uh, last week mm. saying that if Tevez left uh, the one who Sherman wanted to replace him was Palacio ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: okay but Palacio will, will uh, replace uh,
2: Pavon for me because of the position in positions
1: yeah. yeah in positions I think you'll see Bowl get a lot more um, a lot more playing time and there's even a chance of him getting hooking up with his brother yes. which is one of the things that's being talked about
0: mm. indeed it is it I is. know how
1: much you love transfer rumours Sam so we're just going to bombard <laughs> you with us are you worried
0: about this stuff at all as a racing fan
1: I know he's going to leave the question is just where
0: exactly I mean you'd prefer it to be somewhere outside Argentina
2: no mm. <laughs> Really? He's only
0: ever played well at Racing So okay.
1: I'm I'm confident
0: The other day <laughs> some, some journalists
1: Wondered Were wondering Where is Bismarra? Mm. Bismarra? Yeah uh, I think he missed the bus one day Going to training So he had to start running And he's Still trying to get there
2: <laughs> Yeah because he was Talking about the strange things That happened at Racing Well, that was one of those Because about The
1: legend of William Candia You know about William Candia? Yes a yeah, Paraguayan guy apparently he was the Paraguayan um, I've heard Andrea Pirlo I've heard Xavi I've heard Iniesta <laughs> he came to Racing at the start of this season uh, online from Cerro Porteño and didn't play a single minute not a single minute of first, first team football and now he's left again or oh, we had Wilder Gisal. who was so bad oh I remember Gisell, yeah. Wilder Gisal. well he played he played three games I think and yeah. was Absolutely useless. Right. Yeah, so they were some of the questionable uh, signings that Racing made this year that didn't pay off. At least now we can only make two. So that much shit we can't bring, hopefully. But I, I still have faith in Candia. I think one day going to prove Zielinski wrong and Wait. be the Paraguayan pillar. We'll move on to Racing properly in a
0: second. I'll just um, do my little segue that I have prepared, which was that Boca yeah. ended the year, of course, with that 4 1 win and an impressive performance. Um, they've really ramped that up in the last sort of month or so they, they, they've gone from just getting the results um, to putting in the performances that uh, that merit those results as well uh, they've scored four goals in each of the last three games against San Lorenzo against River no sorry against Racing, against River yeah. um, and now against Colon um, and yet in spite of this you sort of get the impression that the defence isn't quite there yet Um I think that that's going to be as much of a priority as signing someone to replace Tevez or signing someone to replace Pavon if he goes or whoever else. They need a, a central defensive pair I think if they're going to get over the line in,
1: in the title race. They do but then I think here we can be a bit guilty of double standards right? because I remember coming onto the pod, possibly the last time was two months ago which was when Boca were grinding out results at home, mm-hmm. not getting any results away and winning, if they did win it was 1-0 invariably. <laughs> We all said look, like, now nah, this Boca, you've got to go out and attack. You've got to score goals. And now they're doing that, like they're coming forward. You know, with a three-man attack, which is essentially a four-man attack, if uh, if Sem Dorian's playing. Because, yep. and it's been brilliantly effective. You know, tw- oh, of course, twelve course. goals in the last three games, fourteen in the last four. It's nothing to be sniffed at. Uh, but the other side of that is, you're going to concede goals. The ones against Racing you can say I think they're already three-nil up when Racing hit their two. Yeah. River, you know, conceding two goals when you score four in, a sumber, in an away Superclassy guy's nothing to be sniffed at. Then Colón, that's fine. So I don't think they'd be too worried, but definitely, you know, um, a I top quality central defender wouldn't go amiss. But I don't know if it's a priority for Boca. I think the priority is going Cilotto to be
0: has a. Suggested. a has suggested that a goalkeeper might be a priority because yeah. obviously, with Kishemos Sarra out for well, I mean, I would assume that he'll be back by the time the season reconvenes. It was only a dislocated shoulder, I don't say that lightly, I've dislocated my own shoulder on four occasions. Um, so I do feel very sympathetic for him. Yeah, yeah, the same one. Ah, uh, okay. This one, uh, the left one. And also, I, heard I, I feel sympathetic for him and Axel Werner um, hasn't had the best couple of performances since coming in, although he is only very, very young, of course. And they I don't think
1: he did week. too bad against River. I didn't see, I mean, he was in goal against No, that was Saturday. No, when well, I mean,
0: his first game was against River, he's played the last yeah. two.
1: I don't think he did bad at all against. Yeah, but, oh, oh. I mean, but, mm. <laughs> but I heard that Simeone wants him. I mean, granted, was in the other but I heard that
2: Simeone wants him at Atlético Madrid because I don't know what happened with Oblak, the 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 normal starting lineup goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, so if that happens, Boca will be with no. Uh, yeah. And
0: uh, this is possibly why. Barrace Coloto wants uh, a new signing so okay. urgently. I've heard Andujar, the Isturian, this keeper uh, link to that place. Yeah, post. it's been quite heavily linked. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to, to Just when Felientes is that.
2: not playing very well, and they did, but they are receiving goals, they are conceding yeah. goals, of course. Uh, As we'll mention. And, and, and Marchesin, like of
0: course. It's always Marchesin. The, the every time there's any goalkeeping job in Argentina it's got to be be nice to see. Franco Armani has been mentioned as well in the Atletico mm. Nacional goalkeeper of course uh, River Plate has been it's quite heavily linked with at times this sure. year um, so that could could evolve into a bidding war um, let's move on to Racing down since you're here mm. who lost 1-0 to Union had a despedida or farewell of sorts themselves albeit not for any players but for the manager
1: how happy there are they should you? have been a despedida for several players, but they just didn't play. I mean, Oscar Romero, who's going to China now, and Nicolas Sánchez, who's off to Monterrey in Mexico, mm-hmm. won't play for a Russia game, but they didn't play at the weekend, I'm guessing because of this transfer stuff. Yeah. So they kind of slipped out through the side door, as did Ricardo Zielinski, the coach, who will never darken another way again. So I take it that you're quite happy to see Zielinski go? When he came, I was prepared to give him a chance, there were a couple of decent results but it was just a coach that wasn't suited to Racing it was kind of like a too big a club for him let's say that uh, he couldn't get on this idea that you know at one of the big five clubs as we said before you have to take the initiative, you have to search for results, it's not good enough to go one up and then stick ten bodies behind the ball because that just doesn't really work and I said the same way when Simeone was in Mm. Racing as well of course part of the problem with that is that Racing have got terrible defenders so even if you try and defend if you put everything focused on defending they're still likely to score goals but it was a team you know you've got Marcos Acuña Romero Alessandro Lopez Bo, uh, you know, four guys there, a couple of young guys as well who have come free you can score goals against anyone but, but they just Martín. played yeah Lautaro Martinez in and am and Man- Masisha, the two guys, but you saw it every single game. These four guys or three guys, depending on whoever was playing, were just kind of up front trying to carve out little openings for themselves, not linking up with anyone because you know you had seven players behind the uh, in your own half. Uh, when the passes did come forward from from the back, they were bad, they were long, they were off target. It was just. Um, after watching, you know, Racing with Diego Coca, we won the championship, then with uh, the master Avenger, Facundo Sava, who didn't win any titles, but he had a few interesting games, you know, a couple of six threes, which is always good fun. Zielinski uh, so was just kind of a step back into the dark ages, this really shoddy football that, that at Racing we've had to suffer quite a lot over the last 50 years or so. And it was a step back, and I'm, I'm glad it, he needed to go over really. it. And in a way, it, it, Racing's
0: 2016 in, in those terms has kind of encapsulated one of the things that we spent a few years, and particularly uh, the, the much-loved and sadly departed uh, Australian band <laughs> likes to uh, lament at times during our first couple of years, which is that the board seemed to sort of often, not just of Racing, but of, but of other big clubs for a long time, seemed, I use the past tense by and large, now in Argentina, because it's changing, um, To go with relatively sort of unimaginative choices for manager Now Cielinski didn't really represent that In terms that he's not one of the old guard That Dan Mm -hmm. always used to refer to in those terms But it did sort of speak of a bit of a lack of a plan It it wasn't like they wanted somebody else Who could carry on the same style of play as Sava Mm -hmm. had But maybe do it a bit more competently They just tore it up and went for somebody Who was pretty much the polar opposite and who knows who you're going to get now? I mean, Eduardo Caldet has said just before we we started recording that he wasn't going to take the racing job. I still having, have faith in Chacho. stepped down at Rosario Central right after uh, Sunday's match. Um, so who's next?
1: I still have faith in Chacho. I think uh, we can convince him. I know you got a call from Milito and from Lisandro Lopez earlier in the week. So if they get on the blower again, maybe they'll, they'll maybe. turn him around. But to go back to to your question, uh, obviously the the great Aussie dance point will remain immortal and and undiscus- yeah, so Undisputable, undisputable. There's something
2: the between Rusting and the and the coaches coaches mm. because uh, mm. uh, when was it that Otero with Otero, Di Stefano, uh, La that that. Uh, he was a manager for six months or so. Or yeah, you even year. had a
1: couple of joint managers too Is for a laugh, yeah.
2: And and with Diego, Coca, when he declared, he said that he, for him, was most, more important winning the title than mm. winning the Clásico, and all the supporters were, uh, just go away, mm. and then he he uh, ended winning the championship, and all uh, everyone was, Coca, the hermano de Diego, Coca, todo la vuelta, vamos a, that, that was
1: crazy it happens often at Racing it happens in Racing I think it happens in a lot of clubs as well but what happened this year with Racing is just a really bad bit of planning because the board had sort of decided they didn't really want Sava but also yeah. that they were gonna stay with him a little bit longer then Until they had an excuse. Until they had an excuse so which came right in the first game of the season against Lanus in a Copa Bicentenario. Yeah. Pre the last Which game of no one even pre-season. remembers now. It's completely irrelevant. Uh, they sacked him, you know, a week after giving Sava the entire pre season to go through his drills, bringing the players he wanted. They sack him and a week before the season Jelinski comes in. Who's a completely different coach, uh, so no, no. But I think the problem is there as well as that there was no one else who could take the job. I mean, if you've left it so late, everyone else is is uh, is committed, no? eh? They're, they're in other jobs. So it was basically him, Zielinski, or or no one, or Ubeda. So they, they fired him,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not leaving, not allowing him to choose the players. So not, no precision, no players. No, I mean, if he asks, players that are not for Racing and and precision is is awful mm. and the first three or four matches in the second part of the season in 2017 are this a disaster and they lo- and and mm. Russell loses them okay but he he came or he went to racing uh, uh, six months ago uh, with the team already yeah. oh, six months three months yes three, three months, three months. <laughs> And the, the, builder, the team already built and now when he could have built it yeah. with the, well two players is that they, they, that could be signed by every, every team in Argentina but anyway it's like no of course rushing is I think the king of not being co- coherent <laughs> apart from the, the other
0: teams that are similar yeah. uh, but yes it's <laughs> it's hilarious we're going to try and move through the rest of the big five a little more quickly because we've now been recording for getting on for 25 minutes and we've cool. only talked about Bokka and Racing so far uh, well, in very, very briefly uh, Dan it, it's not really worth looking into in too much depth given that as we say Sielinski has now left but what did you make of Saturday's match
1: Drift, absolutely diabolical there we go
0: that'll do <laughs> Independiente also lost 1-0 on the other side Nabe um against Banfield thanks to a 90th minute goal from Juan Manuel Cobo um, did either of you catch that game? No, no. I don't know why I'm looking at you, Dan. I know that you didn't because you've already told us the Racing one was almost the only one you caught at the weekend. Yes, this is true. Um, I didn't, I can't remember
1: much of it anyway. No. The my salient fact from that game is that it ended, it left Avashaneda without coaches. Of course, yes. I'm completely no, bereft sorry. of coaches. Indeed. A coaching wasteland. Indeed, it did because Ooh. after it, Gabriel
0: Milito stood down. As I said, we had quite a few farewells. So rather than move on to uh, River and San Lorenzo straight away to complete the Big 5 roundup, let let's just um, quickly mention the others because Rosario Central, has been mentioned already, um, Eduardo has stood down. That was sort of fairly common knowledge even before the Copa Argentina final. When Andres and I were talking last week, we mentioned that this was going to happen. At the time, he was being heavily linked with Peñarol. Nothing's come of that since, um, which you probably have guessed, given that he has turned down the Racing job just just a few uh, short ago. Us.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Um we had other managers who left the, their jobs as well this weekend I think if I remember rightly um, I do remember seeing one stat which is that the obviously there are 30 teams in the Primera División and of the 30 teams currently in the Primera División and then if we add in Argentinos who were relegated in the middle of the year so the 31 teams to have played Primera football during 2016 only five of them Currently have the same manager who was in charge a year ago today.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you them without looking up yep. now? Yep. Uh, Nelson Vivas of Estudiantes. Yep. Marcelo Garcia of River. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greblak of Kilmes. Yep. Forestello in Patronato. And the last one is. I think you're
0: wrong about Greblak, by the way. I think the job. I'm checking no. my Twitter from yesterday because I tweeted them out yesterday.
1: And the last...
0: Ooh, who's that last? Yeah, you are. The, the other two, Grelac isn't one. Uh, Jorge Almiron of uh, Lanús' Almiron, of course. And the other, the clue was pointing out that there was uh, 31 teams, is Tacheres Frank Kudelka, who, of course, wasn't a Primera manager this time mm. last year, but was Tacheres manager this time last year. Um, that gives you some idea about just how, you know, a lot of those clubs have, have changed managers' Effectively twice in that time as well. Rassinger won, of course. Um, I think Independiente are another
2: another, another coach that resigned even
0: winning his mm-hmm. match was uh, Bernardi uh, or Arsenal. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, he, he announced that before the game. Uh, Arsenal managed their first victory of the season mm-hmm. against velez Sarsfield, Two-one. <coughs> they were hanging on at the end. Um, which gives you some idea of just how bad Vélez must be as well. The remaining two of the big five, Lanús and San Lorenzo played a replay of the Donaneo de Transición championship final and it was very entertaining. Once again it saw four goals but this time they were more evenly spread. You'll remember that in the middle of the year Lanús beat San Lorenzo 4-0 in River Plate Stadium to become 2016 champions. Uh, This one ended 2-2 after Lanús took a 2-0 lead and then basically fell asleep. I think they thought they were off on their summer holidays. Maybe sort of half an hour early, basically. Uh, two goals from Martin Calteruccio In I have to say, it was an entertaining game as well. I think San Lorenzo deserved the, the points. And even when Lanús were 2 0 up, it had been a bit sort of more end to end, than that scoreline maybe suggested. Um, so it, that was an entertaining way of, of seeing out the game for both of those teams' points of yeah, so
2: When Lanús was 2 0, uh, that, that part of the match reminded of the final of the last tournament because it was similar with Lanús playing fluently and at that point San Lorenzo didn't, uh, couldn't get the ball and, and, and yes, the, the normal result would have been uh, 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 to, to be like that, to stand 2-0 or to even to Lanús you know, to, to get a, a, a better advantage but finally they couldn't uh, resist San Lorenzo with uh, another, another show of the strikers they, they have with Cauteruccio and, and Landy in this case Cauteruccio scored both, uh, got the equalizer and there is something about Cauteruccio that uh, they does not know whether he will stay or not at San Lorenzo. I think he was very good at uh, even getting to the match when uh, as, as a substitute mm. but fi- apparently there, is, there must be an offer that uh, is good for him and uh, San Lorenzo and uh, could make him live.
0: Yeah. Um, and River rounded off a successful week in the end following the, uh, the defeat in the Super Classico. As we said already, they, they won a tremendously entertaining <laughs> Copac in Pina final. The most entertaining, at least one off final, and I think including the two legged finals I can remember watching as well, of any competition I can remember watching. And, and my opinion on that, I think, would be the same even if Central had won. Um, because very often finals turn out to be slightly damp squibs where, you know, the, the, the drama of the occasion is significantly better or more entertaining than the football. <laughs> the circumstances feed into it more. And in this one, both Central and River just decided to go for it. They did. <laughs> um, and and it, it, was, it was really good stuff. Um,
1: and with the
2: handicap of, of playing in a field full of mines. Oh, the there was, there were there were oh, atrocious. It was pitch, atrocious.
1: It was amazing.
0: Uh, it was even worse when... Funnily enough, when Central went back to the same stadium um, at the weekend on, on Sunday for, the, for their game against Belgrano, uh, which they want 2-0. Um, the that had to another be, farewell. It did, you it remember? did which we'll it get onto in a second. But the pitch then seemed to be worse. It was almost as if the, the ground staff had gone, well, it was awful on Thursday night, so maybe if we just don't water it for three days, maybe that'll improve uh, the yeah, It might dry out, yeah. do something. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Copa Argentina final was tremendous and then River came from behind again to beat Olimpo 2-1 in Blanca, with Lucas Alario and Sebastián Driussi both scoring, Driussi scoring from the spot. The two of them, apparently River in all competitions, and I suspect including friendlies, in the last six months have scored 39 goals, of which Alario has scored 14 and Driussi has scored 13. Well so the, the fact for that for can two.
1: actually score goals I think is the revelation of this Indeed. half of the tournament. Uh, well but in fairness would have guessed it. But who in fair, would have was, guessed it? Well
0: a few people but before nah. this before this this half of the year Deulski <laughs> was played frequently left midfield or he was played as an attacking this is midfielder. True, but he also missed a lot. A substitute. <laughs> and yeah he was he wasn't a great finisher before yeah. that but I think that a the same thing we always say when a striker comes through like this the same thing we said about Gustavo on ball when Diego I think Lillian he's had his ball. It's he's, his he's, ball he's, ball got his, he's got confidence now, which yeah. helps, and also he's being played up front. He's being played in what was always, when he was in the youth teams, was, was his first choice position. Right. Um, which obviously makes a tremendous difference, and, and if Valario leaves River, which again, he's, he's one of the, the favourites to go um, for what, in Argentine terms, would be a hell of a lot lots of money. C is a player they need to hang on to.
2: a rela- relation in these uh, six months that, that are about to end, But Alario was the revelation of these two past years because when when Gazzardo trusted in him, uh, we didn't know he will score.
0: I think his average is almost one goal every two matches. Almost exactly one in two. Yeah, I think he's got twenty with the uh, obviously hat trick in the Copa Argentina final um, and one on Sunday. I think that puts him on something like twenty-nine goals in fifty-six or fifty-seven matches, something like that which is astonishing yes. and um, yes yeah, the final was uh,
2: fortunately I didn't have any heart diseases or issues because it was a, a match to to stay tuned there even of course you are a River fan you want to for River to win and Central for Central to, to, to win the, the uh, Copa Argentina when they have played with these three finals and they couldn't win any any of them uh, but for neutral fans it was just a match special hmm. this match uh, except for the for the pitch, was the one, uh, one to show to the Arabian, uh, the the ones from Qatar or from wherever to say here you have Argentine football, put the
0: money you 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 have for, to put for the TV rights. Yeah. What's
1: that first Central? Now, four penalties against in two Copa Argentina finals. What's going it's, on there?
0: It's the, along those well. Lines. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm glad that you bring that up actually because it's uh, it, it, it's it's, it's been mentioned. Yes, yeah,
1: not first of all quite as virulently as it was after the Boca game, but riv- it's River been open, mooted
0: River opened the scoring through what was a nailed-on penalty quite early in the game, but which arguably shouldn't have been given because arguably the ball shouldn't have been in play mm. because arguably again a penalty Correct. should have been given for Central a minute and a half or so beforehand. Um, when Teo Gutierrez was or appeared to be pulled over by Leonardo Ponzio, I think I would have given that personally. Uh, I can understand why the ref missed it. And, I think you. And I thought that, Rivers, you that that first one from River. It was a who was tripped, or no, it was um, no, no, Nacho Fernandez, Fernandez, wasn't it? Um, who was tripped? That one was nailed on River's second penalty. That from which Alario scored dubious. the second goal was that was dubious. I thought very, very fortunate from River's point of view um, to get that. I, I don't think it was a. Dive as such, but I don't think it was a foul either, um, if that makes sense. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was but uh, it's not
2: awarded uh, normally, which is which doesn't mean that it wasn't for me,
0: from in my point of view. It's, which is a lot like the, the one that Teo didn't get for. Um, but before I think that first. It's, it's one of those which it always should be a penalty. You very see I think one. that is
2: because he's Teo, and Teo. <laughs> It says smoke <laughs> all the time and talks <laughs> all the time and, exactly. a, and that is something that for the referee comes, uh, af- unfortunately, because he must be fouled, uh, yeah. which is real foul and, and because the referee thinks he's he's uh, cheating me, he won't award it. Hmm.
0: <laughs> um, but it does mean that Rosario Central have now lost three consecutive Copa Argentina finals. As we mentioned last week, they're in the second club in Copa Argentina history to reach three finals mm-hmm. the first having been Boca uh, in 1969 and then a couple of times since the Copa Argentina was reborn um, who who won all three of their finals um, and the other thing is that it is the highest Goal-scoring final in Coppa history. Well, uh, there you go. including the 1969 final, which, which was two-legged. <laughs> um, well, so was that the
1: one where they played one leg and didn't finish
0: the second? Leg? No, that was the 1970 one. Ah, which, which doesn't go down in the record books. But as it happens, it was higher scoring than that one as well because the first leg of that was Salarito against was not Alente or somebody I think. Um, and it finished two-two. Let me have a quick. Alanta made
1: one of them. Let's have a
0: look. <laughs> Copa Argentina it's on the Wikipedia it's not on the official website but on the I don't know if they <coughs> even count it, it as
1: the same website. competition do they the official
0: website yeah well they should do uh, but do they <laughs> whether or not they actually <laughs> I've, never
1: them, not sure. I've never heard them mention it in um, any transmission let's see how that existed the, the 1970
0: final was between San Lorenzo and Belas
1: Right. Ah, 69 was Bocca and Atlanta. It uh, did that thing?
0: Uh, yes, it was, yeah. 3 1 to Bocca in the first leg, 1 0 to Atlanta yeah, in the yeah. second leg. Um, and, or was it the re. No, no, it was the second leg, wasn't it? Um, and then, yeah, 2 2 between San Lorenzo and Bellas, if I'm remembering correctly, in the 1970 final. And the second leg was never played. Um, <laughs> so this one, 4 3 to River, was the highest goal scoring um, Copa Argentina final ever by. Uh, only Copa Argentina, but well, it's yeah. it's crazy
2: for a final to have seven goals
0: for a yeah. final of any any cup or any tournament. But exactly. Yeah. Um, and having talked about Caldé leaving Central, and having talked about uh, the absences now of managers in Abeschneider, um, and is still there, but Marcelo Gachado is for the moment still River Plate manager. But how likely do we think he is to actually be taking hold of training? In January I think he'll stay Unless he
1: gets A very good offer I'd personally like To see him Take over from Balsa In the Argentina team But it looks like Balsa's going to get A little bit longer He would be my Anointed successor You reckon?
0: Up to then He can stay in River Of the options That the AFA Could actually Exactly yeah The realistic options
1: Um, The best for Gachelle Is to turn off The the cell phone Plus he 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 wins finals Like what could be Better for an Argentina Coach Than be (laughs) able to Actually win a Fucking final (laughs) Perfect. I think
2: the best for Gachardo is to turn off the cell phone these 10 days. Go to Plata. Uh, yes, go, go on holiday. And of course, to have a plan to the two signings they must uh, take mm. because it's there are some points in which the the, the, the team is weak. And, and Pastore and Machirano, I've heard. Yes. <laughs> No, I think Mascherano will stay at Barcelona when I mean, he retires.
0: Well, Mascherano has just signed a renewal, apparently. Yes. Um, and to play the, so the copy, you know, just a year out. Pirello yeah. might have some difficulty buying out Javier Pastore's contract. You know,
1: it's a year loan, you know. And and I
0: think,
2: I think, I really think that he won't make any difference now, right now at Argentine football. I think. If he plays as he can fact, make a centre back, in fact, I think that he would play better as Barcelona. Is this Mascherano pastore.
0: or Pastore we're talking about?
2: Mascherano,
1: yeah. pastore. pastore can do whatever he wants. Uh, no, it but does it,
0: a- we'll come back to Huracan we'll kind or of it, it does appear that, uh, just back to <coughs> River but for a second and, and more uh, realistically, um, that when we're talking about centre-backs now increasingly, it seems likely that we're not talking anymore about Arturo Mina, because not only was he excluded from the Copa Argentina final, um, when he was in the squad, he wasn't excluded, I was in the stamps and told off for being a naughty boy, but he didn't play. He was also left out of what was otherwise, by and large, a full-strength side away to Olimpo, um, which suggests quite strongly that um, Lucas Martínez Cuarta, the youngster who came in for him, um, has very much leapfrogged him in the pecking order now. Plus Luciano Disserted Lolo, should he come back for the Exactly. New Year? Yeah. I mean, you would think that in 2016, River's first choice defensive partnership is going to be Jonathan Maidana and Luciano Lolo, assuming that Maidana stays as well, sure, which I suppose just. at this stage isn't necessarily definitive. Um, Plus, but with Martinez Cuarto's first choice reserve, rather than Mina, he
2: showed personality and quite good performances uh, for a kid. Is good mm. to show that because, uh, of course, there is no not not the same to be at the reserves at third division than to go and, and, and uh, uh, be in the, in the in the starting lineup in the, as a second uh, uh, centre back and to do it like he did. And apart, uh, regarding Arturo Mina, he, apart from his low performances, low rating... It was
1: dreadful. Every time I saw him for river, he was yes. dreadful. The Super guy is all live the show. He has Terror.
2: openly said that he wants to leave and go to Europe. So, uh, yeah.
1: it sounds a bit Gosh, like crazy. He can spend a week, you know, <laughs> see Paris, see Rome, you know, <laughs> see the sights, and then he can go back to Ecuador. It's fine. He, okay,
2: there is a lot of There are a lot of players that uh, use the Argentinian... Football to mm. as a as a like a window, window yeah. yes. But uh, it sounds like yeah. mm, strange for for Mina, who has been his performance has been down and down. But mm. well, he, he wants that. He, he yeah, and if Lolo and Martinez Cuarta, if Lolo comes back and he <coughs> is good uh, with along with Martinez Cuarta I think that they will have the pair of centre backs for yeah, a long
0: yeah, time. Right.
2: Yeah. But man they must recover not only Lolo but also La Ronda who has played some minutes but he wasn't good enough. And uh, Milton Casco, apart mm-hmm. from that.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um it's it's gonna be a somewhat different looking river team in the new year, but we don't know how much difference of course a lot of it might depend on who goes and for how much money, as as we say, Alario um, has a similar buyout clause in his contract to uh, the oh. one that we mentioned for Christian Pavon earlier, uh, $18 million, um, so if he were to go, and if River were to insist that, that that clause gets paid in full, obviously we don't know about Pavon's ownership situation, anyway, but I'm River has certain that River has at least 80% of Yes, of Bavaria, But anyway, River
2: has only 60% of Bavario. Yeah. Oh, 60%? Yes. Oh, well, okay.
0: Um, either way, it's a lot of money for an nice. Argentine club. Um, and it will affect what happens subsequently Uh, we're going to refill our glasses now Mm. and when we come back we will discuss the rest of the clubs in the league Um, or not all of them because that would be a very long podcast indeed Mm. but some of the highlights um, some of the rest of the highlights from the weekend and some other thoughts at the end of 2016 we haven't had very many listeners questions this week no questions it's not down to lack of enthusiasm I must say but it's down to the fact that somebody who runs uh, both uh, my account and the Twitter um, the the Handapod Twitter account, I won't mention who it is, uh, forgot to send out a tweet asking for them. We have had a couple, but we haven't had very many. Um, so, for now, enjoy this jazz tango theme music and we'll be right back. We've
1: got Trapidango to put on.
0: We haven't, no. Oh. Well, we've got uh, the standard Handapod theme tune. Can we discuss Estudiantes have completely fallen off a cliff form wise Uh, we discussed last week we sort of mentioned that it was getting a bit wobbly for them Um, a 2-1 defeat at home to Defensa Justicia is their first home loss of the season they'd lost the last two away games of course but this was the first one they lost in La Plata Um, and means that they're now four games without a win and having previously Conceded one, two, three, four, five goals in their opening ten matches. They have now let in eight in the last four. Oh, there you go. Um, it's not looking good. No. What's happened? Has Nelson Mivas suddenly forgotten how Has to see the Has he lost his
1: magic touch? Um, yeah, yeah. They had such a good run that I think uh, slump was almost inevitable, right? Because it's impossible to, to sustain it for a long time.
0: Banfield fair enough Banfield are on a magnificent run of form full stop but the last two games they've lost to San Martín and to Defensive Oficial Mm. it's not you know I think there's something there seems to be I mean maybe you're right Mm. and and obviously when you get a team who go on a long unbeaten run as they did 21 games overall in the league um, and then they get knocked off it they often have a bit of a slide afterwards but it just seems too bizarre given the standard of the two teams they've just lost to
1: it's a strange one, yeah, and I think if are one team that are going to be very, very grateful for this uh, for this summer break, mm. which for me is you know, just to kind of deviate from the from the issue a little bit. Yeah, seems a bit ridiculous to me having a three-month break in the middle of a season, then carrying on to play the rest of the season. Well, It's not
0: three months, though. Is it? It's going to be about a month and a half.
1: But, I mean, two nah, no, good two months. I can under well, good two months, and then it I'm feels assuming... like the end of a season as well. Really, with all the players oh, leaving. With yeah, the... yeah. I mean, in, in yeah. those
0: terms, I agree. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be back in early February, and, and I can under yeah. from what I gather or from what I've always gathered before. It's, it's because the players' union here, obviously, is very strong, and they don't want to play during the summer months yeah. during the day.
1: Oh no, um, completely. The issue is that you you know you're playing a long season, which I think we're all in favour of. It's the most logical way to. To structure a football year, but the problem is you're, you're kind of jamming it into a calendar which isn't suited to South America, yeah. And I think this is something the AF will probably have to look at somewhere along the line amid all the shuffling they're doing, changing it to how they have in, in Brazil, which well, they is they
0: did that in 2015 and now they've just changed it back, yeah. Nobody liked it. Who yeah, didn't like when it? Well, I say nobody, I mean the clubs and the directors didn't like it, and I don't mean the fans.
1: Um, No, obviously the problem is that it comes in the middle of the the transfer window. But at the same time now with China, with so many players going to China, it's almost the same. You've got the same issue of having to rebuild a team in the middle of the season and with just uh, two transfers. I personally wouldn't mind seeing it going from February to December. Because Mm. I think with... The, I'd, I'd agree the, if it, the year as it is, yeah. it makes a lot more sense. And I think. I
0: think ideally, I agree yeah. with you. The, the reason that I wouldn't necessarily support it is that it would mean another year of having another transitional yeah. tournament. No,
1: that, no, that, but that, somewhere that, down the line, that, at least yeah. now the Copa Libertadores has done the logical thing and changed to a year-long tournament. It seems like a good way to kind of finally synchro- synchronize all these calendars, because as well having the Argentine league finish in the middle of the Libertadores is ridiculous I hmm. oh, no. but as yeah to retake my point from before uh, it's going to be teams that this break is going to hurt teams that it benefits Estudiantes are uh, going to benefit a lot I think Racing Independiente are going to benefit River probably going to do well with it as well because they know that they'll come back basically with a clean slate for the new year with the Libertadores starting and with only what 16 games left of the league to go all out for. Boca, yep. Boca, it's gonna hurt definitely. You reckon? I think it's gonna hurt Boca. Yes. Why so? Uh, because they're losing some important players by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've now got two months to sit and think about the really good form they had just before they the season broke off and how the hell they managed to they're gonna manage to re to pick up to pick up from that. The pressure is on them more than on. And the pressure's going to be immense options. yeah especially um, with no yeah. Luetadores like obviously with no Luetadores you have to make them favourites mm-hmm. uh, for the next season but uh, it's going to be interesting definitely it's, it's not going to I think if it was up to Boca they'd rather just keep playing and, and get this league out of the way
0: Another team, moving on from what I said to begin that short discussion um, about Estudiantes, another team who have just fallen off a wonderful run of form, uh, were Tacheres, who lost surprisingly to Huracan, as I said, very first match of the weekend, and I think we can put it down to a shock result. Tacheres were seven games unbeaten, including uh, draws with Estudiantes and with Newells, and the Newells one was very nearly a win, seconds away from being a win, um, the previous weekend and then they lost to Huracan who mm. went rubbish
2: <laughs> I think it's no no such surprise of course no? you mean Tacheres with 8 matches with no losses mm. or something like that and Huracan well being rubbish with Caruso Lombardi but that, that is some detail which, means, which is that there is a lot of cases in Argentina that I don't say that they made a, a sort of bed to the coach but they didn't want him there anymore, no. and, and when as soon as he, uh, as, as coach him, the coaching, this cake somebody leaves, they feel like more vital with more energy, liberated. Yes. yes.
0: Um, under Nestor Rapuțo, who is the caretaker boss, is the reserve manager. The bomber he previously took charge as a caretaker as well, and then went back to being the reserve manager. Um, they got the one 0 win over Tacheres. Their second victory of the season. Huracan, um, yeah. in Parque Patricios it was their first home win because the previous one was a 2-0 win against Atletico Tucumán in Tucumán and it means that the relegation table um, is an interesting one Atletico de Rafael, of course this weekend actually got a 3-0 win as I said over Patronato which was somewhat surprising given that Atletico de Rafaela um, are awful and I don't think have scored three goals in a very very
1: long time actually. Mm, not to a so long, not so long. I remember one certain game oh, against, against Racing, an Abasania based team. Where but even they I mean that was in,
0: that was during the tournament Transición, wasn't it? No, it was this season. That was this season, yeah. and they still lost it four three. No, they didn't.
1: Uh, the one with three two. Oh,
0: You're thinking of the, the
1: Transición so where it ended six three to Racing. That was that was what I was thinking of. they. No, score quite three again there. against Racing
0: oh, and in fact, they scored three just a couple of weeks ago against San Martín no well. they've always had a few
1: goals in them they, they got a 3-0 win over San Martín very good team.
0: four matches ago um, so I'm talking up my ass really and in fact they have won a few but they're still bottom of the relegation table um, and one of two teams the other being Tempele, who do not have one point per game um, Sarmiento should they lose their next Oh no, they'd have to lose a couple more than that in fact, but they've got sixty-three points from sixty games. Um, and Olimpo are the fourth from bottom side in the relegation table.
1: Well four going down. Four go down, yeah. Four go down. If um, them four go down, I don't think anyone will be particularly upset.
0: Uracan however, with the same number of games played as Sarmiento and as Tempele, are only three points ahead of Sarmiento. So they could still very much be dragged into this. Arsenal, obviously, are just above them. We've talked all season long about how dreadful Arsenal are because, as we already mentioned, they just got their first win of the season this weekend against Vélez, <laughs> um, in Lucas Bernardi's last match as manager. Kilmes, and I think Vélez, um, particularly after the defeat to Arsenal, who Veles have a habit of, of sort of winning a match and suddenly you think okay they're probably just about safe now and then they'll lose the next game to a direct rival and that pulls them right back down into it um, I think the Vélez are going to be doing that now until the end of the season I can't see them hitting the kind of form they need to hit obviously a lot will depend on who they bring in in the summer break um, but as a friend of hand of de Esteban Beckerman um, has been mentioning quite a bit on both Twitter and Facebook in the last few days he is of course a Vélez supporter um, and historian uh, when you have a whole generation of Vélez fans who are looking up to Fabián Cubero as an all-time club idol. Admittedly, Cubero is the all-time appearance record holder for Vélez, but he's terrible mm. at the moment and gets sent off every five or six matches seemingly and, and all sorts of other things. Especially
1: well, Vélez um, is uh, Claudio Obedo, right? Yes. He's been there for so long because no one else really wanted to take him.
2: <laughs> and and there are matches that makes you like a... like... Uh, you 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 may say that is a, a like a, a like electrocardiogram. Like it's like something that makes you and gives you an idea of how the team is. If you yeah. lose against Arsenal, that was losing, 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 and they get belles and they win. Uh, uh, that makes you think that well, yes, how the team is if he if you lose against a team that was like in the deep of the uh, it's, they were just sinking and sinking uh, well it's so something natural that if you lose like with a team like Arsenal you, you are really really uh, awful really playing
0: yeah Arsenal's record so far this season I'll give you the sequence is lost lost drawn drawn lost 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 draw lost lost Draw, draw, loss, win against Vélez. Um, and in that time, really good. I mean, of the teams at the top where you might look at them and go, well, you can't really expect them to get much from that, they have played San Lorenzo, Racing and River. they got a draw against River, of course, 2-2. Um, and arguably Rosario Central, although it was before Central really hit form. Um, everybody else who they've lost or drawn to, you're looking at teams who... who Apart in the possible exception of, of Gymnasia um, are really kind of direct relegation rivals. In what is, of course, because of the fact that there are four teams going down, is a very very open relegation race. Um, they've still got in the second half of the season to play teams like Estudiantes, Newell's Independiente, who may or may not be difficult by the twenty-first round of the season. Um, Boca Lanús, you know, they've got some some big matches still coming up. Um, they're not actually in the relegation zone at the moment, are they? I think I just read the positions out, so I should know they're not mm-hmm. quite Arsenal. But I still think that given their form at the moment, they're, they're going down. This season, they've got half the number of points of Atletico de Rafaela, for instance. Eight points <laughs> against Rafaela is 17. Um, I think Trouble, Trouble in Sarandi. It would be unjust if Arsenal didn't get relegated this season, <laughs> based on the first half of the season, obviously. They might rally.
1: And that Lebanon. would leave just one club as the only team not to ever have been relegated from the Primera División.
0: Uh, I'm trying to work out whether there are any others who have just come up in the last couple of years and haven't gone down yet. No, Defensa
1: Justicia? Nah, Defensa Justicia. Have they I'm been sure. in Primera before, this, I'm sure, before yeah. their current spell? I'm sure they have.
0: I thought when they got promoted in 2014 that was the first time they'd ever been up. I don't think so. We have a look. We'll see who's right and who's wrong
1: right they've, they've taken us Arsenal's mantle as that? Weird team that's never um, been down. I'm
0: almost certain because they've only been in the Primera <coughs> a couple of years. Mm. So it's not like it but big you know, in terms of the relegation. Uh, in, in terms of the record books. Um, yeah, this this current spell in the Primera is their first. So it would leave two, but obviously Bocker's hundred and two and a half year spell mm. by the time we get into the middle of A little bit longer than defence. Will be a little bit more impressive in some ways, I suppose, longer. if you want yeah. to twist our arm about it. Um, so the relegation standings we've already given you the title standings are that Boca end 2016 as champions, if we were German we would be describing them as winter or rather summer champions at this stage, they are on 31 points, having only lost one match, Mm -hmm. 3 points behind them on 28 are both Newells and San Lorenzo, Newells are one goal better off on goal difference Um, on 27 points Estudiantes are just ahead of Banfield um, on goal difference as well so that's the top five and then lanus the reigning champions are on 26 five points mm. behind the leaders in sixth place i think at this stage of the season i apologize for that ambulance in the background if you're hearing background noise slightly louder than normal by the way it's because i've left a couple of windows open while we record this this week i normally shut them all but today it's just a bit too warm um, i think that those top six so boca newell san lorenzo estudiantes banfield lanus is probably as far down as we can go at the moment for a realistic sort of title battle. They're separated, as I just said, by five points. Um, of course, if a couple of the teams just below put in a good run at the, at the beginning of 2017, they might very well manage to join it. Uh, River Plate, Union, Independiente are 7th, 8th, 9th, all on 22 points. And Racing are on 21. Um, that's, that completes the top 10. I suspect that that Tacheres defeat... Um, to end their their lengthy unbeaten run probably will about the title race but they still look very very much like they're going to be safe from relegation which is of course the main concern for them this season um, my, my
2: preview given that we have played almost half of the tournament is that that uh, fight will be reduced between Boca and Lorenzo and perhaps Lanús given how they played the uh, recent matches but not uh, I think the form that they uh, had the last matches yeah. will make them... The, the other... The
0: if, if we take the top six that we just mentioned, I mean, I, I would include Newell's as well in, in, in the group who I think are going to be fighting. Yeah. But certainly, th- those top six, five of them, so Bocke, Newell's, San Lorenzo, Banfield, and Lanús, all seem to have the momentum going up the table, gathering points at a rapid pace, and Estudiantes are the only one of those five. They're now fourth. They were top and clear by...
1: Three six points or something,
0: five points. Uh, yeah, five, five or six points, uh, just a, just a few weeks ago, um, and they're the only one of those top six whose momentum is really falling off, uh, and of course they've got the Copa Libertadores to deal with in the second half um, of the season, first half of next year as well. And the Florida the, cup. the group stages only, but still. The and
2: the Florida Cup, where they will play against Bayer Leverkusen. What's that? Mm-hmm. It's a friendly cup that they will play against Bayer Leverkusen with Verón announcing.
1: Ah yeah, Verón's yeah. coming back. Yes, yes, forty-one. Uh, let's I see. Let's he promised to uh, uh, come back for estudiantes and uh, yes. levadores if they sold. I think it was seventy percent of their corporate boxes. Or mm-hmm. or of course, is like. coming back. Yes, Verón
2: announced. Join us at the Florida Cup <laughs> yeah. against Flyer Leverkusen. Well, for estudiantes, for it's like a, like an important tournament mm-hmm. because playing against a team like that and, and, and with yeah. Verón. Gets another show, uh, another color to the today to the match. <laughs> uh, River will also play there against I think Missionarios, the Bogota. So it's what what is this and when is it? Friendly
0: at the United States. In January. Yes. Okay.
1: There we go. That's something. After to court,
2: after playing, playing that cup or friendly cup, uh, River will play only one friendly. Oh, this is yeah, one of the yeah. things that
0: the um, yeah. River announced they're not going to be playing the summer championships Only, anymore. Yeah. Only you against the Boca. The Boca yeah. yes. Thank you for the reminder really, of that fight yeah. under because of course that's going to be happening before
1: we next recall, probably. Um, You're not going to do a summer tournament, tournament special, then? So. No, we're bollocks. I'm shut.
0: <laughs> Why, now not we do that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Libertadores, and, and the fact that the Libertadores is now going to be year-long... Arguably means that it's going to be affecting the championship run in a little less than usual, although, of course uh, River, Estudiantes and San Lorenzo from, from those, like, I'm those I'm groups I'm that we just... Um, oh, and Lanús, yes, of course. Um, but from the group of title uh, of, of, of title hopefuls that we just picked out, it's basically Lanús, Estudiantes, San Lorenzo, um, who are going to have group stage uh, matches to worry about. The other teams, obviously, I just said that River are going to be slightly outside the realistic title hopefuls. They're four behind Manus and nine behind Boca at the time of recording. And, uh, sorry, Atletico Tucuman and Godoy Cruz will play exactly. the playoff, right? Uh, Atletico Tucuman are definitely in the playoff. Godoy oh, Cruz, I can't remember when they go directly into the group because of the Mexican side's out They not. Because
2: this time there will be two phases before the group
0: stages, hmm. not only one. That's right. Uh, in fact, the group. Um, And the the playoff and the group knockout, uh, what am I talking about, group knockout? The playoff and the group draws for the Copa Libertadores 2017 will be held tomorrow evening. Uh, That's tonight, if you're listening to this on the day that it goes online. Uh, Wednesday, the 21st. It's normally something to look forward to because normally they have it on about the 27th of November. Before any of the teams are known, and so you get yeah, that ridiculous. Argentina
1: draw. two against Colombia three, and this yes, year the, the, Brazil the, six against Paraguay one.
0: Exactly this this year we've got the the disappointingly uncomedic sight of a new and uh, I won't necessarily say less corrupt, but certainly less um, couldn't find its ass with an Atlas style mm-hmm. um, Conmebol doing a draw when. I suspect all, and if not then almost all, of the participants are actually known, so it's not going to be as funny as it normally, that's is quite it? disappointing. It is. Actually.
1: Given it the supportive.
2: Given the Chapecoense tragedy, I don't, I'm not sure about that less corrupt, but what?
1: That might be a story for another day. <laughs> oh no, that's,
0: that's why I said I don't, I don't want to say less corrupt, but they're certainly less um, incompetent. <laughs> or at least Possibly. they come across mm, as less incompetent, yeah. um, but we shall see. But yeah, the the Libertadores group stages and not the whole of the Libertadores are going to affect the title race but then you wonder, well, these are teams a lot of them Estudiantes, uh, San Lorenzo teams with fairly recent histories in the Libertadores teams who know how to challenge for it and therefore is it going to seem almost slightly easier for them to put together a title run when they've only got six group games to worry about and not the, whatever it is, 15 games of the whole tournament long um, it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamic shifts I think this year uh, we shall see And with the change we Of, of the see.
2: third of the uh, groups will go to the Copa Sudamericana
0: uh, Like in the Really? Uh, that's been confirmed I think I think okay. it was Brilliant No? I, th- I no. think, that, that, I think that, that If it does happen It's, it's going to work Better than It does in Europe um, But Yeah We'll
2: see uh, It's interesting Because teams that Usually will be emil- eliminated They will play for, any, <laughs> for something And will be more
0: uh, Yes interesting. Indeed, we will move on to listeners' questions. Um, we I thought you few. were
1: g- you two were going to have some words for um, for a dear, a dear departing hero. I was going to ask you. Go on then. This guy. I'll give you some clues. He's um. Oh, Andres de Alessandro? Uh, not quite. A oh. Corribell resident. Um, a fan of quartetto, by all accounts. Uh, oh, of course. Cousin of a. How could we forget? Tragic. Um, Among. Late a,
0: artist. Among the fond farewells that was bid this weekend. Hero
1: of uh, one Corvette team that wears sky blue and. Fact, I've just realised, by Instigator of an arson attack in the River <laughs> Stadium. Who are I've, we talking about, Sam?
0: I've just realised before we say who you are talking about that we didn't actually mention the player who we. are uh, Well, we mentioned him, but we didn't name him, um, who said goodbye to Rosario Central this weekend. That, of course, is Giovanni Orcelso, who scored on his final appearance for Central in that 2 1 away win over Belgrano um, his first goal of the season funnily enough I could have sworn that he scored before but apparently not <laughs> um, as he goes off to Paris Saint-Germain and the goalkeeper that he scored past was Juan Seamless Carlos Seamless transition there right? Exactly. Yeah. was Juan Carlos Olave mm-hmm. uh, who at the age of 76 mm-hmm. is finally hanging up his gloves um, I think he's 40 in fact but um, yeah yes. never let that get in the way of a dig at someone's age um, and <laughs> And will not be. Is is he Belgrano's most appeared person of all time? He's
1: got He's to be the goalkeeper. It's, uh, 330 appearances, yeah. I
2: think. Yeah, mo- mo- one of the most important players in oh, history, undoubtedly. Yeah. I, I I remember uh, because uh, luckily I remember because sometimes I don't remember historic players. Mm. Uh, German Catalano, Hermos Germán or the one from Deportivo Español. That was a mm. goalkeeper at forty. Mm-hmm. At the age
1: of forty, I don't remember the name. But uh, no, there's a few then. Gatton Cesar was still going at 40, yeah, 41, But Cesar. he played for about sixty different clubs. Mm.
0: Yeah, Alave has played for. Guess how many different clubs done? You can't see the screen. I'm not asking Alex <laughs> because he can see my my computer. From it. Mm,
1: eight,
0: four. Ah. He has pl- oh five. Sorry, he's played for Belgrano. Of course, obviously, 359 times according to... Uh, 382 times, sorry, in all competitions, according to Wikipedia. He has played for Bolívar in Bolivia 11 times. Gimnasia, obviously, 100 times. Um, Real Murcia... Or, sorry, Real Murcia in Spain um, 13 times. And River, no times at all, although he spent one season on their books, uh, 2005 to 2006. Um, especially kept in there right indeed <laughs> he won the Rubeldo Matildo Filiol award for best goalkeeper in Argentina in 2013 well, um, and yes as we say legend for Belgrano mm-hmm. um, and we wish him a well from Andres and my point of view as River sympathisers they're not no. particularly fond farewell mm. some <laughs> some polemic uh,
2: it's has been uh, playing some polemics in some matches yeah I think now be, that
1: as we said, Elgato Cesar's gone mm. and Olavi's gone. That basically leaves Orion as undisputed challenger to the title of most mala leche goalkeeper golpe- left in Argentina, right? Yeah, I'm glad that you clarified
0: so. goalkeeper because, of course, Teo Gutierrez might have had something to say if you hadn't. Uh...
1: Nah, no, nah, but it's, there's a difference because Teo Gutierrez is cabeza de termo. You smart. can't confuse thermos heads with bad milk. No, You've no, got to keep them separate. I suppose
0: you're right. <laughs> We will move on to listeners' questions. I'm going to go back a few days because we've had a couple in that time. Uh, JB Boxing Promotions oh. asked over under half a game played by Carlos Tevez in a boxing uniform ever again. I should clarify that that question was asked last Thursday. I think he must have missed, uh, got in a day late um, from last week's recording. He the should answer, have made a bet on it last week. He exactly. Ther- therefore, has turned out to be over. But let's go from now, as I'm just trying to kill this mosquito that's just not on my. Can't get it with one hand. Uh, let's go from now. Do we think he's going to play again? If ever again, he says, I'm going to go for over. I suspect he'll be back at Boca. I don't know what over
1: and under means, but if Boca make the Libertadores in 2018, I think it's impossible that he won't come back.
0: Over and under in this situation means: do, uh, do you think he's not going to play at all again, or? But which one's over and which again? one's under? Well, under would be no appearances, right? What's less than half? Zero. Okay. Um, I suppose he could play 40 minutes, which would technically be yeah. less than half. But, uh,
1: right so I say are you back in, in yeah. over
0: under goals parlance he's clearly asking whether we think Tevez is going to play again uh, right. to which the answer on last Thursday would have been yes um, we knew he was going to because Barasov told everybody and right now will be I suspect yes even if he does go to China Luis Bessone says oh he just said thank you for another enjoyable hand of pod that's our pleasure Luis thank you very much for the praise nice. he already awful. heard us he does mm. yeah. Uh, Joseph Sexton says, so Therese finally gets to move closer to home then, eh? He it was Chinese. No, but when he was in uh, England, he used to make a lot of noises about wanting to come back home because he was
1: mistreated. Ah, because he's homesick. But yeah. they, uh, there was a I'm sure he's going to be a frequent traveller to Buenos Aires in his time at China. I oh, can imagine him exactly making well. that flight quite I, often.
2: I read that he asked that this is something that, of course won't be confirmed until he he lives to, to China, but he asked the the Chinese uh, people or the owners of the mm. heavy fortune is the one no, no? Shanghai yeah. Shenhua. ah Shanghai uh, that uh, he asked for uh, several houses so that <laughs> all all of his family can go there and be with him because mm. I understand that point of view of being in a totally different country he couldn't adapt to England and not uh, mm. not uh, talk a single word in English. So I imagine we'll, we'll, we'll we'll That was actually a point that he made himself
0: yes. with very good grace uh, in an interview over the weekend. He, yes. he said to somebody, look, I was in England for, what, what was it, seven years or something. He said, I can barely say hello, how are you in English? Can you imagine me in Chinese? Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, we, we often, well, we on Handapod don't, but people generally often make fun of Tevez for, for his lack of um, of, of language skills let's say outside sometimes including Spanish uh, it must be said um, but uh, he, he takes it well himself that, that's yes. one thing I'm not the biggest fan of Carlos Tevez as a person but that's one thing that I have always admired him for is that he's, he, he's yes. able to laugh all of that stuff sense off sense
2: of humour and he laughs of, uh, at
0: him indeed yeah. I mean you at know himself. Yeah. Dan and I and obviously you Andres have uh, been fortunate enough to be able to learn a foreign language to, to a reasonably good degree but um, Tebes doesn't have the same I guess thing in his brain that helps him he finds it harder and but that's fair enough you know some people do uh, there's, there's no reason to judge him for it which a lot of people I think implicitly do when they're laughing at him for his bad English particularly for his bad English I mean I, I think that a lot of the Argentines who laugh at
1: him for it I'd like to hear them yeah. I think Argentines laugh at him more things. for his bad Spanish right? No. Well yeah
0: <laughs> possibly but the is very difficult thing gets yeah. uh, more, more airplay I think here than it does over yeah, there yeah, in, in the no, no. anyway Liam Kelly who is no relation to me he's replaced the Kelly in his username with an owl so it's Liam Owl from now on yeah. um, and I don't have to point out that he isn't related to me Excellent. says it is insane to have 19 managerial casualties if we include Sava so far this season he means and I thought English clubs were bad it is indeed um, well in England
1: they've got to the halfway stage of the season with just one in the in the Premier League oh yeah so if, if we were going on the same ratio as as in Argentina, they would have had to sack, one and a half, I think, about 13. Yeah. Something like that,
0: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. One,
1: one in England is the same as one and a half here because, yeah. of course, there are half as many teams there. No, the yeah. issue is that uh, coaches here, directors here, especially fans here, are still running on this idea that you need instant results. This comes from having played 20 years of short tournaments where re- everything's decided over... 19 games you just need to get wins otherwise yeah. you have five games into the season and you're yeah. either out of the title race or even looking at relegation obviously the average the promedio changes things about there but i think the point's still valid uh and so yeah this this idea still hasn't got across and let's be honest it's something endemic to south american football as a whole As uh, Brazil have had full seasons for God knows how many years I think 40 years now uh, and you still get coaches that last four 11, games 11 or 12 2005 I think was the first one that they did like full calendar year, Yeah, yeah, and you still get coaches that last four or five games and then they get sacked yeah. Yeah, so you know I want it all I want it now but I think the craziest thing in plus it. I think as well the, the avi- why this happens more is that uh, Argentine coaches earn a lot less in England so it's a lot cheaper to fire <laughs> yeah. let's be honest I think Rita sorry lot short sure of contracts as well.
0: But but then again, Ricardo Cielinski is, is officially is going down as having resigned from yeah. Racing. If they'd fired him then they would currently be paying three former managers all at once. So it's less but in terms of what the club can actually afford to Why do it, it might not be. Well, they're still paying Sabah, uh, for having severed his contract and the previous guy. Cocker was Cocker, yeah. No,
1: Cocker left at the end of his contract.
0: Oh did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh I, I saw some one of the Racing um covering journalists tweeting that, that if Zielinski was fired they would be paying three former bosses all well, of class, I can't imagine
1: they fired Koko so it was Koko's decision find. to leave oh, okay. Koko would have been in the end oh, of you're the time, right. yeah that's right yeah. And yeah. Renewed, no yeah. I don't ever trust still, and journalists they're uh, mostly mercenaries still
0: even then paying paying two at once is is not cheap
1: no but both like Savo was on a 12 month contract and Zielinski was on a year and, contract and when they don't know the Premier how, League how what Premier League coach comes in with a uh, Twelve-month contract. None. It's all free. All free for years. Yeah,
2: true. Uh, and, and this is this is even uh, the responsibility or the lack of responsibility from the board members. Is it's even worse because uh, they don't know what, what uh, how many ma- how much money they will receive from twenty seventeen. And I heard Matthias mm-hmm. Lamens saying that it's not sure for the uh, for February to. For the tournament to start because of this, we will
0: get on to that in a couple of minutes. Um, I hadn't forgotten, I want to just leave it till the end because I'm assuming some people might be less interested. Um, Liam also says, Hopeful, as obviously Liam being a River fan, says, Hopeful that Gachardo will stay for the Libertadores at least, but he deserves to go to Europe and gave pride back to the club again. I would agree. Um, uh, Ramon I have liked, returned a bit of the pride with exactly. that, uh, with a championship win and he like built on the work right and, and, and one of the things that Rodolfo D'Onofrio said before the Copa Argentina final was Marcelo Gachano wants to win everything and I thought when I read that I mean he doesn't he doesn't seem to care about the league at all I mean the knockout competitions and, and the continental stuff obviously is, is bigger than that but it kind of on the one hand it, it, in a, a league and, and a, a continent where the squads aren't anywhere near as deep, you can kind of understand it, but I would really like to see a manager for any club really try and get all out to win multiple titles, you know, to win the league the and Libertadores double, or to try and go for a treble or something, you know. That's the, the, the aim for all the big clubs the team, in Europe. Like, it would like, be interesting to
2: see. With a team like, like River, uh, with the players that have been injured, and mm-hmm. or or low performances, for example, Ivan Rossi, it was a surprise, a bad surprise, because... He, the, the times he got into the team.
0: Yeah, not been good.
2: Hasn't been good, uh, as well as well Arzura, more or less. La Ronda was injured and he came back and didn't. So there, there, it's a, it's not so easy to fight for a lot for more than one title at the same time when something like this happens. Uh, but. Uh, uh, for Gallardo it would be a problem to think only on Copa Libertadores when and, and to leave tournament because Copa Libertadores, as we have been saying, is annual. It's from February to December in this this time. So if he doesn't uh, look the tournament seriously, he would might might be in problem. And well, he hasn't still decided whether he will stay or not. Uh, some some people say, or I have read a piece of news in which it was said that. Apart from the tournament and the cup there is there will be elections in River 2017, and the political uh, River is a political club, so it will be hot yeah. at that time. Uh, it will be difficult for for the coach to cope all, also with that. I think.
0: Yeah. Indeed. But. Darren Paul, who tweets in. Every week with at least one question about racing, And normally Andres and I look at each other and go, oh, shit, we don't know enough to answer this. But now, finally, we've got Dan back, so you can Darren Paul asks, that state of racing, discuss, is Caldet friend or foe? I mean, I think that from the sound of that, D- Darren tweeted this about 20 minutes ago, but I'm taking it he's not seen the news that Caldet's turned racing down. Um, Dan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, they're in absolute state on, on Saturday. So yeah, we've got um, got to see what happens. I still think Kadek could be drawn to the Racing job. He's going to end up somewhere. I can't imagine him going into uh, Independiente in their current state, for example. Mm -hmm. The job that obviously would be as... Biggest prize would be River, should gallarro well, leave? that obviously makes he's said that my he's, sense. He
0: said that he's not interested in the River job, whether or not it comes up. And Come so, on. having said, by the way, having said, you can't see him going into Independiente in their current state. Can I just point out that Independiente are a point better off and a position higher in the table than Rassinger?
1: But they're an absolute state in the institution with Moshana there and... Indeed. They're in all sorts of trouble. Like, if you, got, if you want to go into a... Like, yeah. No, no, they no, lost I mean, places because they I, lost their last three games
0: I wasn't saying it merely to, yeah. um, uh, to rile you. I was I was mm. more suggesting, please go into the reasons, given the league standings, about yeah. why you think... No, not, more No, I'm not talking
1: about on-field positions, but... Because
0: in fact, I entirely, in terms yeah. of in the boardroom, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of Rassik's board, but obviously mm. Independientes are um, <laughs> more awkward mm. still to praise in many ways.
1: No, Independientes, institutionally, are in a complete state... Uh, keep chucking money at God knows how many players, not really many of them perform, they're going through coaches like no one's business, coaches that then go on elsewhere and do well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the fact that Milito's decided to leave after a, um, you could say a mediocre first season or first half of the season at least, not terrible it started pretty well but it tailed off I think the thing that kills Milito at Independiente
0: is the attack as much as anything. I, I mean they've only conceded 10 goals in 14 mm. games but they've scored 11 mm-hmm. um, which for a team with the not just with, with with the squad because you know at the beginning of the season at least Diego Vera looked like he was still going to be firing all the rest of it they they had a promising yeah. attack but also with the, the history and the tradition that Independiente have mm. of attacking football they have you know yeah, the but I'm not, time joint I'm not talk talking too about much the
1: about I'm not talking too much about things on the field but it's very interesting for me that Melito as an independent idol after a not disastrous first half of the season has decided to leave so so readily yeah. I think that points to something else happening behind the scenes I know um, he's always been he's had problems before with uh, Nakis, who's one of the vice presidents this is the second time he's resigned from Independiente, of course, under Moshano because before he was the youth, the, coach, yeah. the youth coach and he decided to walk away saying, you know, he's been mistreated.
0: After an argument with the Agüero family. Yeah, and as there's Peter, as a Peter lot of interest. Twitter, is... Peter, of course, being a, a resident, sorry to interrupt, Dan, but Peter being our resident Independiente um, fan, or as Dan puts it, I'm um, out <laughs> As Peter pointed out on Twitter, very shortly after um milito announced that he was standing down as independiente boss uh gaston del castillo who is sergio agüero's brother
1: Mm. he uses cadiz i think right or is that the other one i think so there's Um, two online one is in cadiz and i think the other is in almirante brown or a team like that I i
0: think i think gaston is is the one who's in cadiz um but he—they have different surnames because Aguero uses his mum's surname and, mm-hmm. and Del Castillo uses his dad's surname. Um, but they are brothers, full brothers.
1: Do you know the story behind that? I can't remember
0: it. Um, I can
1: tell it if you want, but apparently he—tell
0: us in a second. But okay. first of all, he um, put on his Instagram account just a load of those horrible crying man <laughs> emojis, which always make me want to punch whoever puts them up in the face. They're laughing
1: so much you're crying. Exactly. You're I
0: find here. them tremendously annoying for a reason I've never quite been able to put my my, my hand on. My finger (laughs) up. But anyway, Dan, why do they use different side
1: Because Agüero was born, uh, I can't remember the year, but when his parents were very young, uh, living in Bernal, I think, Mm -hmm. as they carried on, uh, with not much money, and they were alone in Buenos Aires. The two were underage. They went to a, I can't remember what hospital it was, one, I think, in... The Santo and maybe in like in uh, capital, but right on the outskirts of capital, uh-huh. gave birth. But since both of them were minors, uh, they couldn't sign the um, a birth certificate to uh, to get him released from the hospital. Uh, okay. So, I believe uh, his dad's parents mm-hmm. were still. I think they're in Tucuman because his family comes from Tucuman. Yeah. So it was his mother's dad who went to the hospital to sign the release so he was registered with his mother's surname for that or his granddad's, his maternal granddad's uh, surname
0: okay.
1: Argentine bureaucracy basically
0: thank you very much for the clarification I've yeah, always thought it was a
1: personal choice or no, something. No, because the parents have always been together like the two other brothers. I always, I, I knew yeah. it wasn't a yeah, gig style personal
0: choice yeah, yeah. let's say but uh, I, I was always on. Samuel was another choice. one that changed his well he We should clarify here that, that I'm basically talking about Walter Samuel uh, not about me. Carry Yes. <laughs> yes. Samuel surname was his surname. Walter was his name. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he chose only mm. uh,
2: simply chose to have his mother uh, surname because yeah. his father I think abandoned mm-hmm. them
0: ah oh. oh, there
1: you go but in the so case it was Luján
2: Luján uh, was his father's surname and he chose for
0: oh, well, someone the, the same thing I don't know. You, you might not have heard this Andrew so the same thing was the, the case for Ryan Giggs he apparently didn't mm. get on with his dad his mm. dad's surname is Wilson his mum's surname is Giggs and so mm. he, he's always played yeah. as Ryan Giggs as his, his brother who obviously uh, doesn't get on particularly well with Ryan now these days for reasons that we won't go into yeah. but in a um,
1: case it was just Argentine bureaucracy Interesting. and a young pregnant couple
0: thank you very much for that Don there you that's, go.
1: that's genuinely
0: fascinating I'm not just saying that Well, thank you. Um, as will be illustrated by the fact that I'm not going to edit it out of this episode Excellent. Uh, as you'll discover if you it. do listen and mm. the final question of the evening which blends in very very nicely indeed Johnny's actually sent this while we've been recording but it links in perfectly with how I was planning to end the podcast uh, is I am returning from Johnny he says I am returning to Buenos Aires on Sunday first of all Johnny that is tremendous news, and let's meet up for a drink at some point in January. Uh, he says, what news is there of RG Ball and television? The answer to that question will be coming in just after this very short musical interlude, because Dan would like a refill of furlet, as would mm. I, and I need to take a quick kiss, so don't go away. question just to remind you in case you've forgotten it in the eight or ten seconds since I put that music on was what news is there of Argentine football and television he's talking of course about the second half of the season because having lived in Buenos Aires for a fair few years before his current spell in Colombia Johnny is fully aware that we don't play football here uh, normally even this late in December but certainly during January um, to which the answer is there isn't any news because mm. nothing's been confirmed still mm. um, and I'm going to let Andres was just saying something in fact uh, during that break so Andres why don't you sort of start us off with this
2: oh, well news or, or what I uh, have heard is not uh, good uh, which is Lamens uh, when he was talking about the elections that in fact they won with Tinelli they are they have a the San Lorenzo elections yes uh, San, a- San Lorenzo elections yeah. yes not the AFA sorry uh, that, that they have been a Chosen again for another period,
0: By another term, eighty-eight percent or something. I, I'm given the circumstances. They came in when San Lorenzo were threatened with relegation. They won the first ever Copa Libertadores. They just last week signed the return to Boedov I was surprised that the vote slipped below ninety percent. To yes. be honest, it's yeah. sort of yeah,
1: Central Asian Republic sort <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah sorry,
0: right. carry on, Andres. No, well,
2: uh, he uh, like you said, he said some, something similar, which is that is nothing. There is nothing new in terms of of offers and, and meetings with potential buyers of the rights, and he, apart from that he said that it's uh, not sure for the tournament to start in February mm-hmm. because of this, because there is no money warranted for Argentine teams. Yeah. And uh, that apart from that he, he said that he wants, well I think that most of the directors want Elections for for AfA because uh, the normal committee of, or the normalisation organ- committee is not uh, hasn't done, done things right and
0: they have in fact been ordered to um uh, to pass a statute saying that there will be elections before let me check this for out right. December the thirty exactly Serena de Cubria Maria serrini de Cubria who is the um, federal judge who is overseeing the investigation into the AFA's books under, um, oh, bloody hell, what was his name? Segura. Maria? You, Luis Segura. Ah. Uh, she has ordered that before the 31st of December, the AFA approve a plan to have an election to decide the next president, and that election has to take place before the end of March, I think it is, the 27th of March or something like that.
1: Um, is a plan pushed by the president
0: of Dino Chilimes.
1: Yes. Because the lower leagues want a new president in whatever so i spotted a spider crawling up the wall so um, And today sorry today yes.
2: the, well it's, that is something i think it won't advance but mm. uh, the office the taxis uh, office has uh, uh, initiated uh, actions in the law against alpha for 80 million pesos 80 80,
0: 80, 80, right?
2: 80 million pesos wow. 5 million dollars or something similar okay. uh, because of incomes that they haven't uh, Pay like the taxes for that income, or well, but I think it, w- it won't advance because uh, the, the taxes office has already yeah. de- done this before. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: This all sounds to me kind of like a pressuring movement, right? Yes. To make sure they give up the TV rights. You know, you yeah, go in from one side of the government to make sure that the government can stop spending on another. Uh,
0: regular listeners will remember that a couple of months ago we, we mentioned this um, move by the AFIP, which is the tax office that Andres mentions. Um, to claim that Argentine clubs and the AFA owed these vast amounts of money, which in fact were money that they would have paid if they weren't exempt from certain taxes Mm -hmm. under a law that was signed in about 2005 or something. Um, I get the impression, or rather everybody at the time who sort of paid attention to this stuff got the impression that the AFIT was doing that as a way of pressuring the AFA into signing a TV deal that the government was happy with and blah 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 mm-hmm. um, the answer to Johnny's question because I realise that this sounds very 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 roundabout to anybody who's not familiar with the situation the answer to Johnny's question is that at the moment we have Turner mm-hmm. Fox ESPN and one other broadcaster is it Direct TV or somebody? Viacom Viacom, thank you um, who are all sort of yeah. all wanting in on this, and none of them are off uh, quite prepared no, to pay the what clubs the, have clubs sat, the clubs once. The clubs
1: have sat pay. down, I think, two or three times already, and both and each time they've they've got up, walked away from the table, unsatisfied because the offers are quite a bit lower than what they were getting. Mm. Not even factoring in the inflation and all the other things. Plus, what the clubs want is to sign a deal again. As we we're a short term. Yeah. They don't want to commit themselves for more than two or three years, because obviously in two or three years, everything changes.
0: And the broadcasters want a, a deal Ten similar years, to, think, yeah.
1: to, to what Tay Say
0: wanted back in the 90s, which yeah. was 15 years or yeah, something Yeah, yeah. Like no, lock
1: them down and do whatever they want with the rights. In the, which obviously them to other countries, yeah.
0: In a country uh, where if the domestic rights are being signed over 15 years, then in a country where just over the last 12 months, to give you some example, if you're listening from abroad and have never been to Argentina and aren't familiar with the situation, in the last 12 months we've had 40% inflation. Um, So if you're back in the UK, and you're complaining about the 1.2% inflation that you had in November um, in the wake of Brexit and the rest of it, then stop complaining, that's not inflation. Um, (laughs) It could be quite challenging to sign over a fixed amount in pesos, Mm -hmm. if they're going to sign it in pesos, um, for 15 years without, obviously, including some clause or another which is going to say, OK, it's going to go up each year with inflation. You would assume that's going to happen, and yet you can't assume anything in Argentina.
1: Um, the other side to this is what the lower league clubs argue, which, for me, is completely valid. They hold that since uh, Football Paradores had the rights for this season...
0: I'm going to leave that in, purely so that yeah. everybody can understand why Dan's voice is about to change because if I just cut it it's going to sound a bit strange but that was a tremendously noisy I think it was. carry on Dan
1: as I was saying indeed the lowly clubs contend that Fútbol Baratós had the rights for this Primera División season yes the season doesn't end now the season ends in June so what you're essentially doing is a nonsensical step of cutting off a TV deal right in the middle of the season Mm. and giving Mm. you know what are uh, consumers... Well, this isn't too much a contention of the uh, the lily Clubs, but it's my contention. What about consumers? Are we going to find out, I don't know, three weeks before the season that we have to go and order a new deal with our cable to get the new games, or exactly. if we're going to have to pay this or that? And the lily Clubs say, obviously, any deal with a private company, is, it's going to hurt Yeah, Because you're not going to have the same uh, inclusion, the same plurality that... the um, the government sponsored deal will allowed for by showing a lot of uh, oh, no. uh, lively games on TV so what they want is a loan from the government that will reimburse all of what they would have made from Football Barados up to um, June although it's their interesting the government don't want
0: to. it's interesting to note that these lower league clubs a lot of them are actually shown on private cable and satellite channels partly because one of the yeah but that's neither here nor there the no, 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 deal thinking, is with Exactly, uh, does. but partly, partly because one of the lower league um, secretaries, one of the biggest names in lower league football, I think it's uh, it's one of the guys at Chicago. I think it's Miadowski, um, is also the director of Directv. Um, as a result of which, maybe Chicago games, for instance, are always always shown on either if not Directv, then on Tuesday Sports. Um, no, all the so they're, they're all the national money, beat. They're they're going going what I Oh Ferreira, sorry, sorry, yeah, you're quite sorry. right. Um what I would say to, to in particular in Johnny's case, um, where A, he's coming back to Buenos Aires, he already knows the situation, he's gonna be I presume, given that he's getting back on Christmas Day, that he's already got a flat lined up. Um, and also I you know, I know Johnny and um I'm aware that he's I I'm sure he'll be okay with me saying this, uh, relatively financially well off compared with certainly with the average Argentine, um, is as somebody who, who has a Direct TV subscription myself, Johnny, uh, if you get a Direct TV subscription, I feel fairly confident that I'll still be able to watch all or 90% of the televised games. Uh, how many of those games end up being televised, of course, is another matter. But I think it's safe to say that we're not going to be going back to the pre-football Paradox days where there were like two Premier games per weekend televised um, only. It, it's you know there, there the might case? not be every single game. But I don't think we'll be going back to those days. That but happened. Was it the case, Andres? It was. Yes. It was. Indeed. River and Boko were televised every weekend, sometimes one of the others. And um, for the rest, if you didn't support, you know, if you didn't go into the stadium yeah. in question, um, you'd have to wait until Sunday night's Football de Primera to see mm. the goals.
1: Or li- and listen on the road.
0: H- hence the phrase, they're stealing the goals yeah. from us, you know. Um, anyway, that wraps it up for Handapod this week, this month. And indeed, this year um, it has been uh, the worst year in recorded human civilization, as everybody will be aware, in many many ways. But in Argentine football terms, um, it's been a
1: cracker. And for the Apo, it's been possibly the worst year ever as well. well yeah. let's say,
0: yeah, yeah. post uh, Grandona's death in 2014, certainly, but um, it's been an the year interesting where it one. It will
1: hit the fan, I think.
0: It's been an interesting one, and for Conmebol <laughs> as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, in many other ways, It's it's been fascinating to follow. Thank you very much for following us through it. It's also, I'll just, uh, I don't normally say anything personal on this podcast, but uh, I will do this time. It, it's been an emotional one um, for me because I'm on the verge. I just got a, a heavy hint yesterday that my permanent residency card is being put in the post at some point in the next few days. Um, so after six and a half years in Argentina as an illegal immigrant, I'm going to be legal next time we record, hopefully. <laughs> If I'm not now, it's going to be really embarrassing. Um, But anyway, as we say, um, we don't always record this late in December. In fact, this is the first time we've ever recorded this late in December because normally the football ends on the first weekend of December. So wherever you are in the world and whichever festival you're celebrating, and even if you're not celebrating a festival, have a wonderful um, festival of light or Christmas or Hanukkah or Festivus or whatever you're going to be celebrating uh, or just have a nice summer or winter of not having to put up with us giving you virtually two hour long podcasts every week Uh, we will be back in depending on when and whether the new season kicks off uh, in either late January or early February, basically whichever midweek is before the first weekend of league action or Libertadores action, whichever happens first in the groups for the Libertadores, not the knockout stage, uh, not the playoffs. Um, thank you for supporting us for another year.
2: And you can send us the your photo photo of the turkey or chicken you you eat in Christmas,
0: and we will choose the best uh, photo. Okay, Andres just came up with that. I was not being made aware of that. Yes, why not? We will choose the Handa Pod Turkey of the Year yes. um, if you want to tweet it into the Handa Pod Twitter account. This is if I remember to check Handa
1: Pods mentions between now and, and early February. So just um, turkeys? Because I'm sure the if 24th I'm going to have a steaming pile of uh, suckling be, pig. To be which inclusive. Is not suitable for a 40 degree climate. No, to be inclusive,
0: we will say, because we're an Argentine podcast, even if we are run by a Brit and with, with several other uh, Brits involved mm-hmm. to be inclusive we will say that if you're in Argentina and you're one of our listeners please also send us your photos of your finest Christmas asado or equivalent uh, so be dancers. your finest
1: Christmas dead animal let's say indeed to Whether put it's on it the nicely. night
0: of the 24th or midday on the 25th or whatever else if you're in Spain it can be the 6th of January that's fine as well <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening to us for another year for putting up with us uh, the support is always very flattering and we will see you or rather you will hear us again in february from now it's thank you and goodbye and merry christmas happy hanukkah happy new year uh
1: from english Town. goodbye and felices fiestas from andres thank
2: you merry christmas and it's been a pleasure as always and from me goodbye <laughs>